there. I'm Jenna, and welcome to Butterfly Banter. I'm so glad you're here. This is a show to share my journey as a woman with Turner Syndrome, and a show to share stories of others that are affected by Turner Syndrome. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And now, let the banter begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Butterfly Banter. Glad to have you all listening today. On the show today, I have a wonderful guest, Leisha, and she is very excited to be on the show, and we're very excited to have her. Leisha, why don't you go ahead and say hello? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thank you. We hope you've been having a great day so far. Oh, definitely. Oh, good. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and a little bit about your journey with Turner Syndrome so far. Okay. Well, I was diagnosed when I was born, and I spent pretty much a good majority of my life in the hospital. I mean, it was really scary. Like, I would have to say my mom is like the bravest person I know, being like, a single mother, and we live with my grandparents, so having my grandparents around to help her, you know, helped a lot. And I always looked up to my grandfather, like that father I never had. So mm-hmm. I was really grateful to him and my grandma for helping my mom out. They pretty much helped. They pretty much helped her raise me. So and like we lived around my aunt, so like I was always around my aunt a lot yeah. too. Sounds like you had a really great support system. You and your mom had a really great support yeah, system. Yeah, I did. I really did. Like I said, my grandpa was my hero, my everything, you know. Being, having a single mom, I never had a dad in my life. My grandpa was that for me, especially because when I was a baby, I had to have like, well, my mom had to have like CPR classes and she had to like learn how to put her feeding tube in, but somebody had to help her mm-hmm. because she couldn't be the only one knowing it just in case like she needed somebody to watch me or something. So was so, that uh, something that she had to learn um, to help? to help your grandpa? Was there medical issues with your grandpa? Um, no. Oh, she just was learning it? It was for me. Oh, okay. They were learning it for me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Her and, my, her and my grandpa were learning it to help me out. I see. Because I had, a feed, I had to have a feeding tube, and um, they had to take, like, DPR classes. My grandma and my aunt, they were, like, scared. Mm-hmm. So my grandpa's like, I'll do it, you know. Yeah. He step, really stepped up to the plate and helped my mom out. So your grandpa and your mom worked together kind of as your team to know things that would help you. Yeah. So what were some of the medical issues? Issues that you had? Oh man, I had like over 60 surgeries. Oh my goodness. It's been a lot. Yeah. I've had like my hip broken and rotated twice. Oh my goodness. I've had my brain operated on. Wow. It's been like a health roller coaster for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's- been really crazy. So if you don't mind me asking, how how old are you now? I'm 28. 28. Okay. And all that stuff kind of started when you were a baby? Yeah. My first surgery I had when I was four months old, they had to move my brain. My brain was like behind my nose. Wow. So they actually had to put bone in there, push my brain up to where it's supposed to be. Wow. And if somebody, if somebody were to ask me what's the worst surgery you've ever had I guess that one would be it but I don't remember the pain because I was only a baby I was four months so to 
for me, the worst surgery I ever had was my hip surgery. And how old were you when you had to have your hip surgery? I was in, let's see, I was around like grammar school mm-hmm. age. I want to say like 10, maybe maybe 11. Wow. And it was the worst pain I have ever felt in my life. I can imagine. They gave me like morphine. Morphine did not help at all. Wow. It, was, it was really bad. They had to like roll me over on my head to make sure something was working or something. Mm-hmm. I just kept pumping up that morphine, but it did not help at all. Wow. The only thing with the morphine was it was so strong enough. It was so strong that it gave me kind of that feeling like I was high. Because mm-hmm. I kept telling my mom, I kept telling my mom, I'm like, Mom, who's that man in the room? Oh, wow. She'd be like, yeah. And she'd be like, Lisa, there's nobody there. And I'd be like, I keep asking her. I was like, who's that man? And she was like, there's nobody there. And I was like, I was like, is this morphine making me like have a high feeling or something? I was wow. that that was the craziest, for me, that was the craziest worst surgery. I mean, my brain surgery was obviously crazy. It worked more worse than that. Mm-hmm. But from the surgeries that I remember, the hip surgery was the worst. Was wow. crazy. I'm sure that was really, really uh, something for your mom to have to go through with a four-month-old going through brain surgery. That's just, oh, yeah, with that's the brain just surgery, inc- yeah, my mom. If you were to ask my mom, that would be my mom's worst surgery that I've ever been through. I'm sure. Did you ever have to have heart surgery because of the Turners? I know there's a lot of butterflies that, you know, have Heart surgery, no. Thank God. Nope. That's like the one surgery you haven't had to have. (laughs) Goodness. My heart been my heart's been good twenty eight years and wonderful heart surgeries never never came up. My heart's been as healthy as a horse. That's amazing. That's wonderful. I yeah. had I had to have heart surgery when I was ten. I had yeah. That's the most surprising. That's the most surprising thing to me. It's because a lot of girls with Turner's have had to have the open heart surgeries and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, because yeah. I'm hearing about a lot of these girls have to have the surgery and I was just like wow like I've never had to have it like ever well you've definitely made up for it in the surgery department unfortunately with all your surgeries so oh yeah yeah, I've had over 50 so oh my goodness yeah I've definitely been through a lot in that department well you are certainly amazing that you've made it through all of that I don't know I honestly don't know if I could have made it through all that that's amazing you're incredible Uh thank you. Thank you. So once you were, once your mom had, you know, was told that you had Turner's, um, what did the doctors tell her about you having Turner's? What did they say about you um, having Turner's? I'm pretty sure they told her about like the whole 2% chance survival rate and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I honestly could say that I think my mom was really scared. Yeah. She didn't really know like what to expect. Yeah. It is. She was like, is my daughter going to make it? Because I did, like, my heart stopped when I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I pretty, you could say I pretty much died when I was born because my heart stopped. Oh. So I'm pretty sure my mom was, like, freaked out. Like, is my daughter going to make it? Is my daughter going to be okay? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What have the doctors told you over the years? Because obviously you've been to the doctor quite a bit. 
Um, what have they told you over the years? How have they kind of explained it to you? I honestly, the only thing I really knew about the whole Turner scene is never being able to have children Mm -hmm. or like have like that normal female stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually never knew about the whole 2% chance survival thing till I joined the TS group on Facebook. Is when I found out about that. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, I never even knew. Yeah. And with you, with your health issues, with your heart stopping you, I mean, you're even more of a miracle than all us other butterflies. (laughs) You're, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So has has being a part of the Turner Syndrome groups helped you? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Because I sort of always felt like an outcast, Mm -hmm. you could say. Like, I've never really had like a big social group of friends, you know. And like the Turner's group really gave me that, you know, social connection. And not only that, it's like girls that are going through the same thing as I am, you know. Yep. Like all going through the same thing together. Is there any groups near you? Have you ever been able to meet other uh, butterflies in person? I actually met one butterfly in person. Her name's Caitlin. I've known Danielle Brandon for a while. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know she had TS before. Do they so, live near um, you? She's in the TS group. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've known her for a while, and but we've never met in person. But I met her before she joined the TS group. Mm-hmm. As far as butterflies I've met in person, I met Caitlin in person. Does she live near you in the same town? No, or she least- actually lives in another. State. Oh, okay. Where where do you live? I live in Berwyn, Illinois. Okay. I'm sure there's got to yeah. be some uh, local chapters that are near you. It would be super great if you could get connected with some of those. Yeah. Berwyn, really? Berwyn's just a little suburb of Chicago. Oh, okay. So. I'm sure there's got to be some, some groups in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome if you could get connected with them yeah it's funny i actually well me and my almost my whole family grew up in chicago oh and then it's like we moved from chicago to this little suburb outside of the city i was just like wow (laughs) it's a totally big difference Uh, Yeah, I would say so. Coming from a, I've never been to Chicago, but I can imagine it's definitely, you know, it's a big city and you've got all the things to do and lots going on there and lots of people and (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And then to go to a little town is, yeah, a bit of a culture shock, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it was just a culture shock. <laughs> I'm from, I was born and raised in Wyoming, so I'm used to the small town life because needless to say, we're, we're the least populated state in the whole United States. So I'm used to kind of yeah. small town life. So for me to go to Chicago, <laughs> I'm the opposite of you. Mm-hmm. For me to go to Chicago would be a culture shock because I'm just a small town girl all my life. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of things do you like? 
to do? What did you like to do in school as you were going through school? Well, what I pretty much like to do, I like to just like hang out with my family, my friends. But now that COVID is here, it's pretty much been hanging out with family. Yeah. You know, I don't really get to see my friends much because of the COVID and everything. So then hanging out with the family. And then um, I like going on like family vacations. Like we recently just went on one. So that was really fun. Awesome. Yeah. We recently just went on one in August. Very nice. So, yeah. Well, and I can imagine, I'm sure you still have some of the health issues that you had from being young. I, I don't know if some of those have yeah. resolved themselves, but I'm, it sounds like you're probably you know, pretty, pretty high risk. So I can see how COVID would really shut things down for you and keep you kind of isolated, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's been very hard for you. Yeah. Not only is it hard for me, it's like scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had, I've had a firsthand look at what COVID does to you because my mom actually had it. Oh goodness. So how is she doing I've now? Um, she's okay. I mean, it's still kind of rough for her. Like, she'll never be the same, but like, she wants back a little bit. She'll never be the same as she was. Wow. I mean, my mom's been, my mom's another one been sick to pretty much her young adult life. She got sick in her 20s mm-hmm. and been sick ever since. So did she get know, COVID so. not that long ago or has it been a while that she's been kind of battling? With it. She got coded, but I want to say she got coded in, it's been a while. She got it like a few months yeah well we definitely hope she's keeps recovering and and does well because yeah it's it's definitely on the rise again unfortunately and yeah but we can all just hope and just do the best to take care of take care of ourselves and our families and try to stay healthy yep that's definitely true that's part of the reason why i decided to start this podcast was because covid hit and obviously we couldn't have have any in-person meetings. Right. I really wanted to connect with other butterflies and wasn't sure how to do that without being in person. Right. Plus, I just kind of wanted to share my story and and get my story out there. And so it just kind of, it all worked out that I can still have a community and a connection with other butterflies without having to meet in person and put anyone, you know, anyone at risk. Because right now, everybody's health is definitely the top priority. Mm-hmm, definitely. So what would you say has kind of been your biggest, biggest challenge having Turner syndrome? My biggest challenge with having TS would be not being able to have kids because I love kids. Yeah. I have a bunch of little cousins. I have a niece. So it's just like, man, it'd be great to be a mom. Yeah. That's one thing that's definitely hard for most butterflies. So have you, have you kind of been able to come to terms with it by being able to be around mm-hmm. cousins and, you know, yeah. yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. I, I came to terms with it a long time ago. Yeah. It's, it's, I, know, I know I can realize that that, yeah. that gives me comfort. There's a many, many. Yeah, there's there's many, many, many different ways to form a family. And, right. you know, you'll be able to do that in your own unique way. And it'll it'll all just work out. Since they're babies. 
Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> fur babies are the best. I have two fur babies, yeah. Uh, do you have cats or dogs? Or what other kind of fur I have babies? a cat. I have a cat and I have a dog. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I have a very, very spoiled Australian shepherd. <laughs> she's she's beautiful and she knows it. <laughs> and she's very spoiled. Yeah, my, my dog was actually a surprise. We didn't know we were getting one. Oh. My um my brother actually surprised me. Well, he's not actually my brother. I was raised around my three cousins mm-hmm. and I consider them brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one day he came home with a dog. Oh, so, what kind of dog is yeah, it? Yeah, he's a pit bull. Oh, good. Yeah. I love him to pieces. Oh, he loves all of us, and that's the thing, like, I don't get, like, a lot of people are so judgmental about him. Yes. It's but all they're in- like, they can actually be really sweet dogs. Like, my dog is the sweetest. It's all in how the animal like, is raised. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know, I definitely agree, pit bulls have yeah, know, definitely like, a reputation. Yeah, don't judge them before you know them. Like, exactly. It's all up to the owner. Like the sweetest dog ever. Yeah, that's because you love your dog and treat your you know and have raised your dog to be a sweet dog right yeah well and it's not only pit bulls it's rottweiler too like my uncle my uncle had a rottweiler and just by looking at him you would think oh my god he's just mean evil mm-hmm. wanting to eat me but i mean <laughs> yeah. in reality he was the sweetest rottweiler i could ever be around yeah when i was like, younger he was such you know, he was such a sweet boy. Yeah. When I was younger, our, we had some neighbors that had, I can't remember if it was one or two. I just remember one for sure, Rottweiler. And that dog was the sweetest dog. And we didn't even, it wasn't even our dog or we didn't even know the dog very well. But my sister and I were pretty young. And that Rottweiler Rottweiler would protect us. That dog didn't even know us. It wasn't our dog, but it was such a sweet dog. And that dog looked out for us. My pit bull is the same way. Mm-hmm. My pit bull, he's our guard dog. Yes. My aunt had a boxer. She had to put him down because he had cancer. Aww. The boxer was our guard dog, too. Yeah. And then I was when she had to put him down, I was like, man, there goes our guard dog. Oh, and then when we got when we got our pit bull, I was like, "Oh, there's another good guard dog." <laughs> That's right. You got another guard dog back. <laughs> yeah, That's good. So, what advice would you give other Turner Syndrome butterflies? Um, this is kind of a, a platform or a place where I, I like to let other butterflies give advice because we we all need each other and we all. You know, I think it's great for us all to hear right. from other butterflies and, and what advice they get would give. So what advice would you give other butterflies listening? What advice I would give would be like, don't be afraid to be who you are and like to express it. Be proud of your Turner syndrome. Be proud that you're part of the 2% because your doctors didn't think you had a chance at survival. Like, your doctors would tell your parents, okay, she's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. 
just like be proud of it because you did make it. Absolutely. You're here. You made it. Like you proved them wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like instead of being ashamed of your TS, own it. Yes, for sure. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's definitely something that a lot of butterflies need to hear because I know it can be yeah. very it can be very lonely and very discouraging sometimes. And so that that's mm-hmm. just some great advice to not give yeah. up. Yeah. And when you actually invited me to be on and I told my mom about it. Uh-huh. And she was like, Alicia, I don't know. Because like my mom's usually a really private person. Yeah. But I'm like, Mom, like I need to get my story out there. Yes. Because it might inspire somebody, you know. I mean You are definitely like inspiring. Two percent. We are the two percent. Like we never even were given a chance and we're here. We made it. Yes, definitely. A lot of the baby butterflies don't make it. Mm-hmm. I actually know I actually know of a mother who lost her baby oh with Chia. well it's it's definitely um inspiring and hopefully your mom will realize that you know i i would never put anyone in an uncomfortable position or have you you know share that oh, you, I know. <laughs> that you then i, I wouldn't know. have you share I, anything i know that yeah that you aren't comfortable no, with yeah, i know <laughs> well when this episode comes that. out you'll have to play it for her and say see <laughs> oh i will i will i think playing her I've been playing her other episodes and I've been playing her other episodes because I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know this, but your podcast, I actually, I have an iPhone. Uh Uh-huh. So they have like the Apple, they have like the Apple podcast. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. That's how I listen to your podcast. Yeah. I downloaded it from there. Awesome. I don't know if you know that, but... Yeah, I, um, I'm trying to get this podcast on a few other platforms, but so far, yeah, we're on Apple and we're on Spotify, too, if anybody out there listening um, has Spotify. And we're also on iHeartRadio, which that one... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, one's... I have Spotify and I have iHeart, but I only have you on my iPhone on my Apple podcast. Well, any way you listen, that's great with me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I'm just so happy that you found the podcast and that you've been listening. So that's wonderful. Oh yeah, I've definitely I've definitely been listening and listening to all the other girl stories and I was just like, man, it'd be so cool to like get my story out there. Well I'm very I'm very proud and very honored to get all these stories out. I mean I just want to keep going yeah. and going and going and I want to share And you should and you should. And you know what? Honestly, I have to say I'm very honored by you and Aww. I'm very proud of you because you're the first you're the first one to actually do a podcast about girls with Tia. Well, I just felt so. like it was important to be, you know, a place to share stories because our stories are so exactly. important. And yeah. that's why I was so passionate about like wandering on. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, like I gotta <laughs> well, I'm glad you I'm glad you are that passionate about it because that's how passionate I am as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I just I appreciate that so much because, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell if what you're doing is making a difference. And so it just. Oh, trust me, what you're doing is definitely making a difference. Getting oh. all these girl stories out there. 
Trust me, you're definitely making me this podcast. Well, I really appreciate that because that's, I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing it is for that exact reason. So I definitely like I said, you're one of my favorite ones to listen to. Oh, <laughs> that's really saying something because, oh my goodness, there are so many podcasts out there in the world right now. <laughs> I know. I honestly, I just recently started listening to them because mm-hmm. I didn't know that I could on my phone. Yeah. So I like I said, recently started. And so I I honestly really listen only to like three podcasts. And that's you, that's Miley and Brandy, or Tish and Brandy's podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to um, Chris Holmroll or Dan Lemon's podcast. Wow. So well, honestly, you guys are like my top three podcasts that I listen to. <laughs> well, I am definitely honored to be in the top three for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I will let you go for this evening, but it's been so wonderful talking to you, and I appreciate your time so much today. And Aww, I'm just I, talking to you too. I'm just thrilled that you wanted to be a part of the show, and I'm thrilled to get your story out there for sure. Oh, thank you. Well, I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I hope. Everyone listening has a wonderful evening. I'm going to let you all go, and I will catch you guys all on the next episode. Thank you. All right. See ya.